0: Okay, perfect all right hello everybody welcome to sports scope i'm your host robert butler on this third day of um third day of june 2021 we are 15 weeks away from the start of the nfl season 15 weeks From today, this June 3rd day, this Thursday, will be the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys. And I can't wait. Got a great show tonight. Um, Who's the GOAT? Is it Coach K, who's going to retire after this season? five national championships, most wins ever, regular season wins, or is it John Wooden, Uh, 10 national championships, not quite as many. I'm going to make the argument tonight for Coach K, all right? Uh, How good is Luka Doncic? I mean, I'll get into the stats of who this guy is um, compared to. But, you know, I'll tell you, uh, I don't know how good he is. He's comparable to LeBron at 22. I'll say that. I'll tease that, okay? And also, uh, A-Rod starting a men's makeup line. Somebody sent me something here, and I'm trying to get them off the screen. We'll, we'll start about talking about that a little bit later. But first, change. Change is coming. Change is here. I uh, got big news. Was it yesterday? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Brad Stevens. Uh, Danny Ainge retiring. I don't buy that. But he's no longer the president of basketball operations for the Boston Celtics. That was a big news story. And so Brad Stevens is moving up from – he's going to be moving up to basketball operations from Coach. So now the Celtics will need a coach. Now, I'll say this. As far as Brad Stevens is concerned, I've been very consistent all year about this. I I, I would get – if I were Ainge or even the ownership above Ainge, my thing would be to – uh, let them try to go after one more shot at a superstar, my pick would have been Carl Anthony Towns, okay? But um that 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 didn't work. But I also said that if if the organization decides to move on from particularly Ainge or Stevens, more Stevens than Ainge, that I would endorse that. Now, Danny Ainge, I did not know this, but he had been there since 2003 as an executive. And he has been with the Celtics as an executive, uh, longest executive in the league, only two, only two, Pat Riley, 25 years at Miami. And you remember, folks, they did win a championship in 2008. But what have I said on this program repeatedly? And I have to emphasize, I have to repeat myself because we have new listeners all the time on SportsCope. The best sports, most informative show in the country. And you people in Radio Land, you need to hire me. I'm just going to make my name big myself. But it's okay. Bill Walsh, uh, creator of offensive uh, West Coast offense, uh, four Super Bowl, uh three Super Bowls, orchestrated really for uh, 10 years. He's a 10-year rule guy. He says people shut out executives after 10 years, uh, coaches typically. Uh, teams go deaf on coaches after 10 years. You, you fall blank. He says it's good to make a move after every 10 years. So he's very consistent with that. Uh, former 49ers head coach there, Bill Walsh. And, and, and you know, I did not know Betty Ainge. So I do endorse what – The Boston Celtics did. I don't know what's going to happen to Ainge, but I'll tell you this. Brad Stevens, a very smart guy, coveted by many including Indiana. He's from Indiana. A coach at Butler. Uh, My guess is he will probably stay there, I don't know, maybe two years. I think he'll get bored with that, uh, being an executive, and he'll want to get back in the action. He's probably a little burnt out on being a coach right now. Uh, uh, Brad Stevens, but I do think that he will—he'll uh, go back and coach college somewhere. A big job will come open somewhere, and I think that he—he'll take a uh, maybe a North Carolina or Duke job. I'm going to get the Coach K in here in a little bit. So staying in the pro game, uh, but I had to talk about that. That was a big move, and and, and I understand why uh, the. Ainge was not a failure. If you win a championship, you win a championship. But this Brad Stevens-Ainge thing, was they never made it to the finals. It depends on your definition of success. All those trades, all that rebuilding, all that rebuilding, they never got the real big superstar that they wanted to put them over the top. Uh, that was not a success in my – that's why Boston wanted to switch things up. Okay? And I totally endorse that. Uh, like I said, they never got to the finals. It seems like Stevens had an issue get coaching uh stars, uh superstar players. I mean Kyrie, you can see he's a mess, anyways. Uh they could not get Kawhi Leonard there, Anthony, um, Anthony Davis, yeah. Uh AD. Uh and KD. Kevin Durant, neither one of them. So, but like I said, Anthony uh Ainge did orchestrate the big three, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. So uh, you know, that that was a success. But the Brad Stevens things wasn't. Uh, Stevens has got a job in the college world. We'll see how all that plays out. Okay. All right. Uh what should I go to first? Let's go to the big story. Okay. Now Luka Doncic has had a nerve problem in his neck. Uh, if you guys watched that game the other night, he's got a sling around his shoulder. Uh, it was really bothering him and the last home game that Dallas played before they played last night and uh i guess he's had some kind of medication he's got that sling around his shoulder and he put up 42 points the other night and i'll tell you folks it's you know people are talking about his age and everything in 22 and i'm looking at this guy at the age of 22 I mean, he's getting compared. I mean, I'll we'll, we'll we'll give you the Michael Jordan stat, and then I'll give you the other stuff. Okay. Uh, this is from the Athletic: highest playoff points per game of all time. Michael Jordan's thirty three point four. Luka Doncic is thirty two point eight. At the age of twenty two. Luka averages, this is this year, 27 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. LeBron James at 22. 30 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds. So LeBron's 3 points better. The Jordan's only 2 points in far as playoff. We don't know how good this guy really is. Uh, they, they, They double him. That didn't work. They had a player pick him up 94 feet the other day. That didn't work. Uh, you you run uh, Rondo running behind him. He dribbles the ball behind his back. He scores. He is so skilled for a 22-year-old. Maybe one of the most of all time. Can you say other players have had more on-the-court success? Yes. Uh, Magic Johnson won a championship at – at 20, he had Kareem. He had an all-time great with him. Uh, other players such as um, uh, Tony Parker, who also played very young, uh, at like 14 years old, overseas professional basketball, he played with an all-time great too, Tim Duncan. He helped that uh 3 I want to say, Spurs team win the championship. But this guy doesn't have those quality of players with him. Uh, he's asked to be the guy. I think the the reason why we're not talking about him, I don't think it has anything to do with race or anything, I think it's the fact that they're only a sixth seed. And, yes, LeBron got to the finals at that age, I want to say, or got deep in the playoffs. But, but, that was a much lower, uh, much worse East. In the West, I mean, it's always it's been the best since, uh, you know, the Jordan years. Uh, we're talking 20-something, over 20 years ago. So the fact that they're a sixth seed and he did not win MVP or anything, I think that's why he's got lost in shuffle. But the fact that he is right there with Michael Jordan in playoff points per game and overall averages as a 22-year-old right there with LeBron James – nobody this this team's another player away from potentially being a championship team at this young age and the fact is when when you're carrying a team like a Luka Doncic teams can just throw bodies at you all day all game long and you would think that he would pass off uh his 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 uh, sh- uh scored would go way down his um his percentages will go day, lay down. But I cannot believe this guy. I mean, you know, Kawhi Leonard's a defensive player of the year. They threw Kawhi at him. Uh Rondo, excellent defender, good hands for the ball. He drove us right past Rondo. That didn't work. I mean, they threw everything they could. I, you know, Clippers may still come back and win this series, but this Doncic guy, man, he is something else. And, and, and it's frustrating because I would like to see the better teams uh, go forward because it makes more compelling basketball as the uh, games progress forward, as the series uh, progress forward, everybody. Okay, on the other end here, Damon Lillard. Uh, this team is a seven seed. No, what are they? No, they're six seed. Excuse me. So the... This Portland team is a sixth seed. And people were talking about Damon Litter. He had a great game the other night, 55 points, yada, yada, yada. Uh, second only to Michael Jordan, 63. And I thought, well, why are y'all going off about that? When he scored 63, we saw the last dance. That was a sweep by the Boston Celtics in 86. Lillard lost the game last night. They're down 3-2. You know, they're they're anywhere from 23rd to 28th in defense. Uh, I think they need to fire Terry Scott, the head coach there. Lillard will be 32 next year on contract for three more seasons. Uh, They need a new coach. Uh, They need to go after defensive players, maybe a Kawhi Leonard. Um. Perhaps maybe even trade. Maybe even trade Damian Lillard. I would do something big with the Trailblazers. Because that you're, you this is all you're going to get out of this team. Lillard's a special player too. Uh you could get a ransom for him, draft pick wise. Now it's different from the NFL. Uh he's got a really high 40 million dollar plus a year salary. Uh, you would have to probably get a third team involved. Carlos, I haven't popped on here yet, he was sending me information about Joel Embiid being hurt. And my thing about him, he's another guy that has a history of being being injured. Okay? And that is a situation where I feel like they've kind of, they found out who they are Philadelphia-wise. Maybe something with Philadelphia, Portland, and Dallas, some kind of three-team trade to possibly get a uh, a lot of draft picks to Portland and combust that Portland team. Maybe get a Joel Embiid to Dallas. Something of that nature would, would really uh, work out. Uh, uh, Portland needs defense. They need a new coach. If they can't do all that, if they feel like they can't through VIA trade, because a lot of team players don't want to go to Portland. Usually players go to Portland when they're a little bit past their prime. Scotty Pippen, Carmela Anthony, you know, uh, and, and the guys they do bring in, uh, they're they're misfits up there in Portland. Uh, Rashid Wallace, Zebo. And then they grow up when they go somewhere else. Rashid went to uh Detroit won a ring. Uh, Zebo went to uh, Memphis and, and, ha- and had a great uh second half of his career. You know, getting Memphis deep into the playoffs. So something's gotta give with Portland. I would blow Portland up and uh, the good thing about Philly, now, now the fact that Embiid's hurt, now that throws everything off for of Philly. Now, I mean, this meniscus thing, uh, when you use the word tear in playoffs, they usually don't mix, you know. Uh, they're gonna play a red, and I'm gonna get to the I'm gonna get to this Knicks team here in a little while, but they're gonna play a red hot Atlanta team that is shooting. The lights out of the stadium. They're playing on house money, and they're going in there without their best player, their best score on the inside. That could be a six or seven game series without Joel Embiid. Now Clint Capella is no slouch. He this team is is really came together, but Daryl Morey, former general manager and risk taker of Houston kind of ran out of Houston because of the whole uh, free Hong Kong controversy and, you know, the Harden thing didn't work out. The Westbrook deal didn't work out. The Chris Paul deal with Houston didn't work out. Uh, Daryl Morey is a, Daryl Morey, uh, the general manager, who is now the, the GM of, of uh, Philadelphia, is a big, deal maker him and and the general manager up at, um, the Oklahoma city thunder. These guys can get in and out of big contracts. Just like I change clothes and change suits and ties every day. Uh, they're the best at getting those type of deal done. That, that doesn't necessarily make them the best. They're not Jerry West or anything, but they get big deals done. And I think that's why the owner brought him, brought in more. He said, okay, Maury boom, went out and got doc rivers. Okay. Uh big big analytics guy. So Daryl Morey is probably there. This is what I think that ownership at Philadelphia is thinking to make a big move. You know, maybe they should make a move and, and trade some draft picks and 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 a Joel Embiid to a to a Portland team and maybe go after a uh Damian Lillard. Cuz Lillard It's very similar to Michael Jordan at that point, as far as he's the big score. They make it to the same place every year. They've hit their pinnacle. It's kind of like Dallas, kind of like Boston when I started the program off. Boston, Eastern Conference semifinal, Eastern Conference final. Not quite can get over the hump. So I see why they did what they did the other day. That's the same thing with the Trailblazers. You got a talent like a Damian Lillard. Uh, Joel Embiid is a good guy. You know, like I said, Carlos was sending me something earlier about his history of injuries. Well, Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, these guys are hurt almost every year. Davis more than Embiid, but Embiid was really bad when he first came up from Kansas, and when he gets a nagging injury, I think he missed games this year because of injury too. It just wasn't as long as, as an AD or, or, or KD the Durant or, or Davis. So uh, I got a feeling that, that Philly's going to come up short, and I think there's, there's going to be a move. A lot of people would like to move off Ben Simmons. Now, Simmons would be a good fit. Now, I'm saying that they're not going to get to the finals. I don't think it's going to happen for Philadelphia. It might. It might. But I, I just don't think that that, like you said, uh, a torn meniscus there, Pickles. Yeah, I don't think that heals in a week. You know, so I don't. I think they're going to be down. You know, and you've got C.J. McCullough there. He could be a trade piece. Uh, what's the guy's Nurek? That the center there could be possibly a trade piece. They got to move off that coach. They don't play a lick of defense up there in Portland, and and they need some more players. They have to do it through trade. It's just not a free agent destination. You know, Lillard and McCollum were both draft picks, guys. So that that is going to be that. I expect fireworks out of Philadelphia because of the Daryl Morris situation and this torn meniscus. And Dallas, if they even get past Clippers, uh, they have a star on their hands. This guy is LeBron James. Good pickles. He is. Uh, he he's two points off of playoff average of Michael Jordan in his averages. They they need a star there. You cannot depend on that's another big guy with foot problems is Porzingis. Uh he's not the guy. They need a guy to take that load off this guy averages eight assists a game uh in the regular season uh Luca Doncic. He's 14. Now only thing I worry about Luca is is him playing at such a high level at such a young age, maybe his body won't last that long. Maybe he'll maybe he'll retire at 34, 35 instead of 37, 38. You know, that's the only thing I see out of Donches. Well, if he's 22 now, man, he may have eight or nine years left of, of a potential championship, maybe two or three. You know, he's a combination of LeBron, Bird, uh, Magic, I I can't put my finger on that guy. So they've got something special going on in Dallas. And, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one there, Pickles. Yeah, 40, 40 points a game. do there just stare with Kareem and Jordan. Yeah, he's way up there. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. So going back there, so those teams expect changes. I think that there's going to be some major movement there. And, you know, as the other games, the New York Knicks, the Knicks are, that was a total disappointment. They were totally outplayed. Uh, They did not look like they were uh, well set on their shots. Got to give Thibodeau, if I give him praise, I got to criticize him for not having these guys, uh, Set up. They did not have enough. Um, I'll put that up there, Carlos. They did not have. Uh, they need shooters really bad. They are the worst offense. Uh, they are tied, guys. You won't believe this. They are tied for the worst offense in all of the playoffs. Lowest points with with the Lakers. That's how banged up the Lakers have been. Uh, so they need two or three shooters. So they're going to have to make that move now that you've already got the the fans amped up, and that was such a bad playoff showing on such a big stage that now more is going to be expected next year. The good news is, Carlos, that you do look like a free agent destination. I think they'll track more talent. Uh, could they go after Kawhi Leonard? Uh, could they go after Sharp? They need uh, Sharp shooters. They need, uh, I'm just using J.J. Redick, uh, for example. Yeah, they need a competent point guard up there to help them out. They should maybe go after Damon Lillard. They need a point guard like nobody's bit. They might go after Schroeder or somebody like that. I'm just throwing out names. And let me, last but not least, guys, they need an offensive coordinator on that team. They need someone that is an assistant to the assistant to help out with, with play calling. They don't move the ball around the perimeter good enough. Uh, they need somebody like a Dan Tony assistant offensively. They need a uh, Steve Kerr like mine. Assistantly, uh they. Uh, you know what? I don't know about that, Carlos. I mean, look how well Phoenix is playing, and I want to say Chris Paul's thirty-four years old. So they just need offensive competence. They don't have that now. I'll give you that, Carlos. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, you know, I could see, I could see New York. I could see New York moving on from from um, now. Remember, Mark Jackson was fired because that team lacked that that uh, Golden State team lacked offensive efficiency. Remember, they fought, They he made them play. Deep. Mark Jackson's basically, uh, you know, a different version uh, of of this of Tom Thibodeau. And so my thing is somebody like that. But you need a young assistant coach to implement like a uh, some type of modern form of the triangle. All those eyesores showed up in the playoffs. On the flip side, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, this Nate McMillan, He's done a well of a job, uh, tapping into Trey Rung, uh, Gallinari, Lou Williams, all those guys, those shooters. They 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 were in the right place. They shot the ball well. They play much better defense. Uh, he was twenty-seven and eleven. Uh, Ford won in the playoffs. Done really really well. Quick story about Nate McMillan, guys. You know I met Nate McMillan. November twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. It was on a Friday after Thanksgiving in Dallas, Texas. Pickles uh, at the top of the um, the Space Needle when he was playing for the Seattle SuperSonics. When the Dallas Mavericks were a horrible team. Nate McMillan's a nice guy. He took his picture with me. My dad took the picture. It was funny. I had a Chicago Bulls sweatshirt on, and uh, he was a really good guy. He was a player then, 92. I was 11 years old, and it was a cool thing. The first pro athlete I ever met, Nate McMillan, uh, doing a really good job. He's an interim guy, but they're going to give Philadelphia everything they can handle and then some. After Super Set. yeah, yeah, I met him before the game. I met him uh, at the top of the space. They uh, Dallas has a big restaurant, kind of like Seattle. It's not as is far up, but uh, it's lit up. It's green. You can see it on the Dallas skyline. And um, I am really close to changing out my thing here. Very nice guy. Kudos to Nate McMillan, uh, former Seattle supersonic. Yeah, Thibs has got to get an offensive coordinator, and they've got to get about two or three shooters, and if they don't do that, uh, there was another stat that they, uh, someone put out, uh, Scott Shapiro, the vice president of Fox Sports, he's on Twitter, and he said that uh, Tom Thibodeau teams have not been out of the first round since his last year with the Bulls, and of course they never made it to the playoffs with the um, With the – hey, Brian, what's going on, man? Good to see you again. Uh, Tom Thibodeau has not been – back. he hasn't been – his teams haven't been out of the first round since his last year with the Bulls. And he got fired there. And, of course, he got fired with Minnesota. Now, I said this, but the Minnesota thing – the Minnesota thing was because he was doing management and he was doing – general manager work that works for no coach that works hold on guys let me change out my stuff here that works um i gave him a pass there again uh this team won about 27 games in an 82 game uh, uh season last year so i do think that that he's done a good job but now it's time to take that next step it's time to look at your weaknesses. Uh, he's like that really good uh, head coach that takes over in football, uh, and and, and uh, they play great defense. They run the ball really good, but, you know, they don't quite have the quarterback yet. They, uh, they're they like the Ravens. Before they got Trent Differ, uh, uh before they got the other quarterback they won the Super Bowl with, uh, the tall guy. So, I've always been a a good teacher, sucks as a manager. Yeah, not a very good manager, not a good offensive play designer. This is a three-point shooting lead. Clint Capella has played great, uh, unsung hero. You need uh, Randall. Randall played terrible. I did not think Randall was going to play this well. This bad, excuse me. He plays so well in the regular season. Uh it gives the Knicks incentive to 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 lowball him somewhat a little bit, but he'll make it up in endorsements. So they need a true point guard. Uh you know, Derek Rose is a he's better off the bench. You need a guy, maybe a Dennis Schroeder, somebody like that. Uh and 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 Barrett. Barrett is still very rough around the edges. They could use a Luka Doncic type, you know. They need some stability at, at, at the point guard position, and they need an offensive identity. So a good veteran, uh, I disagree. If you could bring in a guy in his 30s to do that as a point guard, I think that would help. But it, it this uh, running up, take it. Yeah, a Trey Young. A Ja Morant would be perfect, Pickles. Uh, John Morant is 22, playing like he's 32. Yeah, and I'll use Zion. And I like Zion. Williams, he's a good guy and a very good player. But Ja Morant is unique, you know. I'll call Tony Krukoch out of retirement. Yeah. Well, anyways, so that's my thing on the Knicks. It is what it is, Carlos. You look like a genius today. I looked like a genius before the playoffs started, but it's really somewhere in between. Uh, I knew that they were rough around the edges and really, really young in spots. They had Derrick Rose and, and Jillian Randall and, and a bunch of kids. I mean, that's what it's like when you take a bunch of players who hadn't played that much, no college basketball, and you just push them in with a bunch of veterans. But the the, the, the good part is if you're a Knicks fan that, You got hype again. You guys got a a pulse again in New York, you know? So that is my venting on the playoffs here uh, as far as uh, the Clippers. Uh, Steve Ballmer was not happy. Uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard is, is going to exercise free agency. The Clippers could trade Paul George. Maybe they could trade him to Philadelphia. Something's going to happen with the Clippers. There's too much pressure out there. I don't think they're going to get out of this thing, uh, not unless they they break uh, a bone in, in, in uh, uh, Luka Doncic's arm. Uh, something's going to give there. Uh, Kawhi Leonard needs to be with a strong personality. Everybody's going to recruit this guy. Uh, Dallas could use Kawhi Leonard. Uh, uh, Philadelphia, maybe maybe that Relationship with him, and 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 um, maybe Philadelphia moves off of Joel Embiid and bring in Kawhi Leonard. Daryl Morey is a big thinking guy. Something's going to go down with Kawhi Leonard. He has his player option on August first. Everybody, something's going to happen there. Uh, I do not think this is going to work. Or if he stays and they trade Paul George. I'm sure that's what they're going to try because he's a uh, defensive player of the year. He he's a he's a he's a uh, champ. He's at home. So is Paul George, but he's the better player. Uh, I don't think they're going to keep Rondo. Uh, he was there for a rental player, anyways. You saw that look that Rondo gave uh, Kawhi after that bad shot that Kawhi made. But they're out of place. They're another team that needs uh, a point guard. They just don't mesh. They really, really don't mesh. And, and of course, Denver. Uh, Denver's a team, if they would have had uh Murray back, they would be the favorite to get to the finals. So it's a battle of attrition. It's like I said the other day, guys. Um I, I just think uh you gotta blow up, you gotta blow up Portland, uh Philadelphia. Uh something's gonna have to give there with them or Simmons. I could see moving off of either one. I would prefer Embiid to move off of because of his injury problems, and 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 Dallas needs another player. They have a window right now to win a championship. Luca's uh, uh, you know ahead of his time. Uh, something's got to give there with the Clippers, and I, going back to Portland, you got to do uh, the. And I totally agree with what Boston did. Totally, I totally endorse that. Okay, uh, wow. Okay, Coach K is going to retire. Coach K, uh, neither team has won at home. Dallas, yeah, that's going to be a great one. Tobias Harris will be dealt first. Uh, I would try to keep Tobias. I think he's been a bright spot, man, but uh, who knows? Okay. um, Coach K, uh, Mike Szeski is going to retire 47 years. And there's a few takes I have on this guys. One is this guy is he's got a better I mean it, that's something when you you see a guy that's he's got a better record than I thought and I was high on him already, you know? And I'm I'm trying to look for my notes cuz I had some I had some good notes on him that Okay. He was a player. This guy is from, uh, grew up, born in Chicago. Uh, His dad had to change his last name to, uh, and I'm trying to find my notes here, because he was Polish. He had to change his last name for, because of discrimination and everything. And, you know, he ended up going to um he ended up going to Army, uh, West West Point. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but he played under Bob, a young Bob Knight. And Bob Knight, you know, uh he ended up taking over that when Bob Knight left uh West Point Army, he took over for Bob Knight. And um, this guy does not coach like Bob Knight. He is, you know, you wouldn't believe the records he's got. And, you know, you think you know something, but you start looking at all this stuff, and it's like, man, this guy is first in just about everything, everybody. And I'm trying to find my screenshots here. You guys know I have to keep up with all these notes. And it can be a pain in the rear end. But I will get it because you know I'm I'm all about it. But yeah, he had his his stats here. Uh, First in wins. First in uh, final four appearances. uh, Second all time. And I'm looking at, uh, I'm trying to get all the stuff here. Of course, when I'm when I'm trying to look for it, yeah, I can't get it. Okay, for one thing I'm on the whatchamacallit there. Let's see if we can get to our guy here. But he is only behind John Wooden. John Wooden uh in, in championships. So my thing is and here check this out. Patience is a virtue. The first three years at Army, this guy was 38 and 47. Excuse me, that was the first three years at at, uh, Blue Devils with with Duke. Nobody's never heard of Duke. Uh, 38 and 47 at Duke. And then he finished at Duke. This is it. First in wins. uh, First in tournament appearances, 35 first in 30 win plus seasons first and final four appearances second and final four wins second in national championships first in NBA first round picks so who do you who do you take over this guy uh you know John Wooden has only got him in one stat. And that stat is national championship. Now, you know, of course, you you say national championships are are, are the way to go. You know, I mean, national championships, uh, that that ends it. I mean, you know, Jordan, I say I like Jordan over LeBron. He's got six to four, right? But there's a controversial figure there that's tied to John Wooden. And I love John Wooden. I I like what Bill Walton said about John Wooden. I like what everybody – Said about John Wooden, uh, four Olympics, too. four gold medals for uh, Coach K. Uh, John Wooden had a shady character around him that got this that was told to be disassociated with UCLA. This guy named Sam Gilbert uh, was sought to be playing uh, paying players. Now Wooden's man of faith. I love that you know everything, but. He has this Sam Gilbert guy, and this guy came around, he's an entrepreneur. He was linked to be improper benefits, as you want to use whatever word you want to use, whatever. But this guy was connected to John Wooden from 1966 up to 81. And this guy was told to stay completely away from UCLA. UCLA got in some trouble. Now they didn't throw away. They couldn't prove any wrongdoings during the '60s and '70s championship. Remember, Wooden won ten national championships, but this guy is a shady character. This team did get uh, in trouble for associating with him. He was uh, Sam Gilbert. I don't know if you've ever heard him. Pickles in trouble for money laundering, uh, and, and like I said, he uh, he he was barred from from ever re. Uh, coming back to this program and the NCA, there was some trouble. I think they got on a little probation for it. They couldn't prove as much that it is it was being alleged, essentially. But uh, I looked up and, like I said, nobody's perfect. None of these guys are perfect. Not they're not going to be close to perfect. But wouldn't um, that uh, Coach K essentially? He had a few violations here and there over the past 20 years, but they were very minor compared to what this guy Sam Gilbert uh, did with UCLA and John Wooden. So if you look at everything else I read, number one, Shisesky actually has – I would take Shisesky – I would say he's the better coach if you take – if you put – the Sam Gilbert, uh, who had a lot to do with getting Kare- uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar uh, to to UCLA, so if you go look at that, you got to take Shiseski, who's got him beating everything else to to the effect. So I would take Coach K there. Now, would I play? I would probably play for both coaches. I mean, uh, you know, Coach K is. You know, the guy went to Army, uh, you know, coached under Bob Knight, but he was fair. He was hard, and he was fair. I, that's why I wore my blue. That's my Coach K uh, tie on today. So, and you know what I liked about his teams more than anything is they didn't always have the best team. You know, for instance, Pickles, when they beat UNLV, in 1991, UNLV had they were on a 45-game winning streak. Okay, UNLV. This is when Coach K won his first national championship. Check this out, guys: Larry Johnson, Stacy Ogman, Greg Anthony. That's who UNLV had. Now uh, Duke lost to this team the year before they won a national championship under Sark. Uh, under uh, that great UNLV team. But, you know, they did have a a freshman sensation named Grand Hill, Christian Laettner and Bobby Hurley. They were, again, again, this was a semifinal 1991, Pickles. uh, 45-game winning streak, UNLV, major favorites, major favorites. But his team's just, Did not make mistakes. That reminded me. Looking back, I read the box scores. A two-point game. Duke beat them by two. They just didn't. They did. They did no fast breaks. uh, Hit the free throws. uh, Stuff like that. uh, Shasecki said that we practice. He said we practice. What we would put our scout team uh, seven players against our five. So we could get past their press. He said that's how we prepared uh to beat UNLV. Uh, you know, if you listen to the Fab Five, Jalen Rose, Chris Welber, uh, they 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 would say the same thing. We knew we had the better team, but they were solid discipline, no turnovers, hit the free throws, so fundamentally sound. Uh, you know, this guy never took his jacket off clean-cut, perfect. I mean, he you could tell he was military-minded. But I thought that was an interesting story. Now, my favorite Duke team, uh, my favorite Duke game, one of my favorite basketball games in college uh, basketball history was the, ninth, the 2001 Blue Devils in the Final Four. Uh, uh, Pickles, if you remember this, This team had Shane Battier, Carlos Boozer, and a great sensational guard, a guy named Jay Williams. They played a Gary Williams-coached Juan Dixon, Maryland team, if you guys recall that. Maryland had these guys down by 22 points. And I thought to myself, this thing's over with, but I'm working this crappy security job. And I'm bored to death. Um, I'm going to go walk around this facility. I'm going to keep watching this game. There's nothing else on. And I'm killing time at work. And something about that body language of particularly Jay Williams in that game, the the point guard, he just had that look like we're not looking at the scoreboard. We're going to continue to play this thing on. We're going to see how this thing plays out. You know? And they chipped away and chipped away. And mind you, folks, that, that college basketball games are shorter. than NBA games are 12-minute quarters. You got two 20-minute halves, and that's it. That is it. So Jay Williams and that Duke team, the packed house, I watched a little bit of on YouTube the other day, chipped away, chipped away. That Duke team came back and won that game by 11 points. You know, Pickles, it almost reminds me, of the Houston Texans getting the Kansas City Chiefs down by 24 points. And the Chiefs not only caught them by the second quarter, they beat them by 17 points. This is an NFL play. And, you know, so they came back, they, they, they beat Maryland, a great Maryland. And then they, they beat Arizona for the national championship. And check this out. That same Maryland team came back a year later and won the national championship. They came back a year later and won a national championship. So uh, Coach K, uh, you know, the guy's 74 years old. Kobe Bryant said, if I had to go to college, if I had to go to college, I would have played for Coach K. And I thought to myself, If NBA made players stay three years out of high school, could you imagine Kobe Bryant getting three years on Coach K? How much better of a player? Because the first thing he teaches, and he said this to Jay Williams, he said when you talk, it might have been Shane Battier, he said when you talk to the media about the team, and they ask you about you, always answer with we, not me, because we're a team. Answer with we, and the, the players get used to that. We, we, we. Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul, was one of the most selfish players in NBA history. If he would have got the polishness of a Mike Ciskesky, he might and then go to the pros and play He may have stayed with Shaq, and he may be considered the greatest of all time. He had the work ethic for it. But I felt like, you know, he could have been more polished, you know. But he said he would have played. And so LeBron said he'd play for Coach K. I mean, could you imagine LeBron getting that kind of coaching? You know, I don't think LeBron would have walked out with five minutes to go. When he was, because, you know, again, not to beat a dead horse. They didn't always have the best team, guys. Duke is a hard place to get into. They beat teams that were physically bigger, faster, stronger, more imposing than they are. And you're right, Pickles. They play defense and hit free throws. And people always ask me about, you know, a good friend of mine in Kentucky, I said, listen, you know, I, I like uh, the coach, Coach Cow up there. But the difference between him and Mike Krzyzewski, Mike Krzyzewski's teams play defense and they hit the free throws. And they don't turn the ball over. They're not reckless, you know. And the guy treats his players with respect. and But he, he's hard, but he's fair. He's Nothing like Bob Knight. He's hard, but he's fair. So I would take him considering what with, – with, with the booster – uh, and the allegations there, and a lot of those are turned out to be proven. Uh, I, I would take him slightly over Wooden as being the greatest of all time. Uh, we can't go wrong with John Wooden. Uh, I, w- I would play for coaches, I would play for John Wooden, Roy Williams, obviously Mike Krzyzewski, uh Jimmy Johnson in the NFL. Uh, he could be a jerk, but Phil Parcells, Phil Jackson. Uh, those are guys that I would break my back for, particularly a Jimmy Johnson, a Roy Williams, and a John Wooden, and even this guy Coach K. But guys like uh, Greg Popovich and uh, Bob Knight would have would would not have nothing to do with any of those guys. They t- they think everything about them, you know. So, already then, what else do I have? And <laughs> another story. Arod Alex Rodriguez, not only is he buying the Minnesota Vikings, he's been in the news a lot. He's broken up with Jennifer Lopez. And I was reading today that he is starting a men's makeup line. Uh, this was in Rolling Stone magazine. And I looked at this and I laughed at first. I thought to myself, you know, these, these young girls are making a fortune in some cases. The Kardashians, uh, but not just them. A lot regular women, young girls are making a lot of money off Instagram using uh makeup products, and he's trying to start a um a men's makeup line. But I read this, and the cosmetic industry pickles brings in an average of $49 billion a year. You know, you can laugh at this guy all you want to. I know he's had his uh, steroid accusations. He's the highest played baseball player in the history of the game. And he thinks outside the box. He's not as, I won't say dumb, but I think some people kind of overlook him just because he is a baseball player. But you'll be surprised at people that are now public figures through sports, entertainment, uh, and other, other inter- ventures. For instance, Snoop Dogg has a alcohol out now. He's got like a um, uh, a liquor out now. It's pretty successful. Uh, Sean John for P. Diddy. We obviously know about Michael Jordan, the greatest salesman of all time with the shoots. But I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be surprised if this was not a successful venture for A-Rod. Now, quite frankly, uh, I I would take, you know, if it's a men's, you know, nothing. I wouldn't do a mascara or nothing, you know. I mean, I ain't mad at you if you are, but it's not going to be me, lipstick. But uh, lotions, uh, you know, I got dry skin, something like that. I understand that. You know, us guys, we want to look good, you know. That was a big thing. With guys like John, uh, Mike Shiseski, his suit was perfect. Pat Riley's suit was perfect. Jerry, a good friend of mine he used to tell me this about Jerry Rice. I looked it up later. Jerry Rice said, the better I look, the better I play. He was over the top, meticulous with his uniform. He said, the better I look, the better I play. You know? Well, not that kind of makeup. I think he's talking about like. You know, skin lotions and stuff like that—not eyeliner, not not women's makeup. I don't think that's what he's going at with. But men's products they you know somebody who thinks like an entrepreneur, like I do. I think it's interesting. A Rod's an interesting guy. He he's he's did more than I ever thought that he can do. You know, another uh, news: Bob Bafford, two-year suspension. From the uh, Churchill Downs. And I think that that's one of those deals where uh, the more I see this, the more it's looking like a Lance Armstrong type of situation. I'm not going to go that far yet with um, Bob Baffert, but, you know, he has, uh, Pickles has been suspended two years from Churchill Downs, uh, confirmed steroid thing there. And, um, so Bafford, uh, you know, i talked about this a few weeks ago, other parks, including Arkansas, uh, California, some of his horses have seen to fail drug tests. So what does this do for his legacy? I think it has taken a hit. I think, I think he's going to be watched with a sharper eye over the next few years and, Could this be a situation like a land where it's a big thing where he's been doing it for years and not just now getting caught? Could it just be a few isolated incidents? Uh, I think it's got to the point where it has tarnished the guy's legacy a little bit. I'll say that. And in other news, uh, we've got this Logan Paul and uh, Floyd Mayweather fight. I'll be honest with you. It's going to come down to the last minute on whether or not I'm going to watch it or not. Uh, Could be a ripoff. Probably going to be a ripoff. But uh, we'll see how that one plays out. That will be this Saturday. Uh, You know, both of them kind of get on your nerves. You like to see the one kick the old one's butt. But uh, either way, that's all I got for tonight. Hey, we got 59 minutes in. I know we got basketball. I'm not sure. Uh, Lakers are going to play better tonight. But I don't see them winning this series. Uh, we're going to see what happens there with the Anthony Davis situation. That may be the only team that stay put because they can't afford to move. Now, that would be a big move to move Anthony Davis, but I don't see how they're uh, going to be able to get that done. Uh, but anyways, yeah, death penalty, that could be for Bob Baffert. But uh, I'm going to get off here, guys. If you like the show, share the show. If you want to contribute to the show, Uh, You can donate through the Z-E-L-L-E app, and that is um, the sports scope. The word sports, the word S-K-O-P-E is my email. So have a good uh, week, everybody. I'll be back here Monday around 9 p.m. Central Time. We'll be talking some of the second round games going forward. I cannot wait to see what Milwaukee and Brooklyn Uh, If you want to check me out on Northeast Stream Sports, Sunday around 7.30 a.m. on the Mac and Jack This Week in Sports Show. So have a good – yeah, it looks like AD is going to play there. Yeah, have a good night, everybody. I will see you then here on Sports Scope. Thank you, Instagram. Thank you, podcast.